Welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Thursday, June 9th, 2022. I'm Mike Cachopoli. How's everyone doing? Is everyone doing okay? Um, there's a lot to talk about. I mean, a lot to talk about. And so we, uh, we're going to, we're going to start talking about, I think, I was wondering where to start because there was just so much to talk about. Now we have the election that happened yesterday. We have Chesa Budin being, uh, expelled from office. Um, we have the gun laws today. We have Matthew McConaughey talking at the White House. We have children who were being paraded back and forth on a runway at a drag show in Dallas, Texas, of all places. There is so much to talk about. Where should I start? Maybe someone wants to call in. If you want to call in and tell me where to start, or if you have something to say, it doesn't have to be any of those things I just mentioned. It can be. It can be any one of them. It can be all of them, or it can be something else that I haven't mentioned. You know, I can't think of everything. Uh, you can call in, and I'll put you on in just a couple of minutes. But uh, you know what? I think I'm going to start with, well, we had a great night here. We had a great day here in San Francisco yesterday. Chesa Putin was expelled from office. I'm sure you've all been watching it on Fox and all the other networks. I'm sure CNN and MSNBC mentioned it for about 20 seconds. Fox talked about it a lot longer. Um, and the fact that a former Republican, a multi-multi-millionaire, the guy might be a billionaire, but I know he's a multi-multi-millionaire, he put in $34 million of his own dollars in the L.A. mayor's race. Um, used to be a Republican, now had to run as a Democrat, of course, because it's L.A. And the, you know, the cult, the cultists won't vote for anyone with an R next to their name, um, but even though he actually is a Republican. Put the D next to his name so he could win, and he's going to the runoff, and it looks good. It looks good. So we have a, a multimillionaire, basically Republican, okay, has a good chance to become the next mayor of Los Angeles. We have Chesa Budin, a far-left DA, being thrown out of office. Here in San Francisco, we have a Republican, John Dennis, coming in second uh, in like a five or six person race with other Democrats running to Nancy Pelosi. He'll be going up against Nancy Pelosi head to head in November. And um, and then we have uh, other races where Republicans came in second, like uh, I believe Brian Dahl's his name. Is that his name? Am I getting it right? Um, maybe the, the governor's race going up with uh, Gavin Newsom, another Republican got about 17 percent of the vote. So. What we're seeing here, people are now saying, we're seeing kind of a sea change. And like I said yesterday, it's not going to happen overnight. But people are just saying, we're tired. We're tired of the crime. We're tired of the status quo where they say there's nothing we can do. We're tired of lockdowns. We're tired of the government telling us what to do. We're tired of big government in our lives. We're tired of government doing everything wrong and nothing right. And they're tired of it. So if it means lifelong Democrats like myself, I didn't mention this yesterday, but I up until yesterday, up until yesterday, I had never voted. I guess this point is two days ago. At this point, I had never voted for a Republican since 19, was it 92? Yeah, I voted for a Republican once in my life, and that was the mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani, the second time he ran for office. That's it. The only time I've ever voted for a Republican until this past Tuesday is Rudy Giuliani 30 years ago in New York City. That's it. Other than that, before then and since then, straight Democrat ticket. Or green. Green or Democrat. That's it. Hand to God, never Republican. Until Tuesday when I voted for every Republican on the ballot. 
So if someone at my age, at 50 years old, is, is making this change now, how many millions of other people do you think are making that change? Well, we know. We know from the polls. We know from exit polls. Millions and millions of people are making the change now from Democrats to Republican. Many of them, at least temporarily, some of them maybe permanently. I have vowed to never vote for a Democrat again after what they've done over the last two plus years. So we're seeing this great sea change. People are saying they're tired of it and they want to change. And if it means, you know, voting for Republican for the first time or in your life or the first time in 30 years, so be it. So that happened. And so we're seeing Republicans doing much better. And I, this really preludes the Republican tsunami that's coming in November. I believe in November there'll be a tsunami. It'll be the biggest It'll be the biggest turnover in the in Congress in, in, in decades. And then they'll lead us right away into 2024. So there'll be a lot to talk about in the coming months and years on And Let's Be Heard. And I hope you're here with me for that. But one thing I want to talk about, a reason why this is a good transition into my next topic. I don't know if any of you have heard this, but today, this is Kathy Hochul, the governor uh, the Wicked Witch of the East, the governor of New York State. Here, new, new. She puts new. SUNY, State University of New York, where students will soon be able to indicate their chosen names and pronouns for diplomas, campus profiles, and more, and to select the letter X, the letter X on documents asking about their gender. This historic, historic change is a victory in ensuring equality and respect for New York's, hold on, this is going to take a couple of minutes, L-G-B-T-Q-I-A plus, I got to take a sip of water, community. So this is what Kathy Hochul and other Democrats are concerned with. As though people wake up in the morning, people wake up in the morning, they go, oh, I'm, I'm so concerned. I'm not, you know, I'm not concerned about gas prices. I'm not concerned about crime. I'm not concerned about the economy. I'm not concerned about my small business that had to shut down because the lockdowns has never been able to return. I'm not concerned with the fact that Democrats hold their big government authoritarianism over my head where any minute now they can shut down my business or tell me to wear a mask or, or demand I get a vaccine to go buy food. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about the letter X. Oh, I'm so concerned about that letter X. I, I just, I can't sleep at night. I can't sleep at night thinking what would happen if we couldn't put the letter X on a passport or an ID. This is what the Democrats do. They play to the coastal liberal elites. And this is, the, but this is their, this is their ideology. This is all they know. They get off on this stuff. It doesn't matter that it loses them elections. It doesn't matter that they're going to get annihilated in five months because of all this woke nonsense. They don't care. They simply don't care. This is what they are. This is in their DNA. This is all they know. This is all they can play. This, these are the only cards they have to play. This is the only cards they have to play. They hope the coastal elites can put them over the top, which, of course, mathematically, they cannot. But this is all they have to play. Gender, pronouns, wokeness. This is what they got. The Republicans are racist. The Republicans are all white supremacist racists. Don't vote for those white supremacist Trumpy Trumper, mega, MAGA Trumper, MAGA. That's all they have. They, they don't have the issues. Because they lose on the issues. We know they lose on the issues. So since they lose on the issues, all they have are these knee-jerk leftist nonsense stuff like wokeness and political correctness. 
and, and wedge issues. The gays are under attack. The, 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 the women are under attack. Women and gays are under attack. They're always under attack, forever under attack. Even if, of course, the facts show they're not under attack. And they haven't been under attack in a very long time. Were they? Yeah. Long time ago. Long time ago. Which is why they keep losing issues, right? Remember gay marriage was their wedge issue? They lost that. Can't talk about that anymore, right? Abortion is always their wedge issue. They don't, they don't want this to be settled, you see. They don't want Roe versus Wade and abortion to be settled because then they wouldn't have the wedge issue anymore. Guns, as I'm about to transition to that issue, they don't want that to be settled. Democrats don't want gun crime and, and these shootings to go away. Then they have the, not the issue anymore. Where, where's the issue? If, they keep on lo- if these issues keep on falling by the wayside for them, they have no issues come election time. They have no issues to raise money to run for office. They have no issues to use against their opponents in elections. So this is it. They, they don't want this stuff to go away, people. They do, yes, if it means children die and people die, yes. They don't want it to go away. And I don't even think, I'm, I'm not talking about subconsciously. Consciously, they don't want this issue to go away. So when the Republicans come up with real common sense, and we're going to go into the gun laws here, real common sense ways to possibly stop shootings, like fortifying our schools, like fortifying our schools. When they do something like that, when they want to fortify our schools, they say no. The Democrats say, the Republicans say we want to fortify the schools. We want to put a one point of entry. We want to make sure there's only one way people can get in and out. We want to make it bulletproof and we want to put a guard or two. They say no. No, no, no. We don't want a society like that. We don't want a society, even though they do this to the Supreme Court, right? They protect the Supreme Court. They protect themselves. They protect Congress. They put fences around the White House, making it look ugly in Congress and the Supreme Court. That they'll do. That's the kind of country they, they're okay with that. But they're not okay with protecting our kids. No, that's, no, that's a police state, man. We can't have a police state. No, no, because they know that's something that will actually protect kids. Put good guys with guns at doors to kill the bad guys as they try to come in. But you know what? If you start doing that, the bad guys won't even try to come in because it's called a deterrent. It's like the police, the military. It's a deterrent. So they know this will work. So this could work. This will work. No, 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 no. We want to talk about taking your guns away. We want to talk about more useless gun laws. Uh, Canadian, Canadian logic asked me, he says, what, Democrats aren't trying to overturn Roe v. Wade? No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying Democrats don't want the issue to go away. They don't want the issue of abortion to go away. If it goes to the states, the issue goes, it's, it's, it's a state's rights issue. Understand that? It's a state's rights issue. If it goes to the states, that's the way it is. So just like me living in California and complaining about masks or lockdowns, or vaccine passports, the, the leftists said to me for two years, well, go to Arizona, go to Florida, go to Texas. They don't have those laws there. When you're in California, when you're in Rome, do as they do, you do as the Romans do. When you're in California, state laws say, Gavin Newsom has the right supposedly to do this to us. Just go somewhere else. Well, that will be the case with Roe v. Wade too. I hate it when the Democrats say, when the Democrats make it look, make it look, make, look like driving from Mississippi to another state, make it look like you're, you're crossing the oceans, like this is impossible to do. 
Like these are the Vikings crossing the seas to drive from one state to the next. Plus, as you and I know, Canadian and other people listening, there are abortion pills now, man. It's not the old days where you have to go to a doctor. There are abortion pills. You take a pill and that's it. Your child's aborted. The pills will always be available. They'll always be available. You'll be able to freaking buy them online. Abortion's not going to be outlawed. Abortion's not going to be impossible to get. But the Democrats know once this goes to the states, the Roe v. Wade issue is gone. As long as it stays, as long as Roe v. Wade stays the way it is now, the issue's always there. And there's always that battle they can bring up. Oh, they want to take away your rights. They want to take away Roe v. Wade and lie about how it makes abortion illegal, how it would be impossible for women to get an abortion if it goes to the states. When you know logically that's not the case. That's what I mean. If I wanted to clear that up. But back to the gun thing. Because really, I really want to talk about the guns right now. Matthew McConaughey was great. I thought he was, I thought he was good. I, you know, every time an actor talks about something politically. People always say, oh, they're great actors. They can get away with it. They're an actor. It's not the way it is, okay? There's no script. An actor's not always acting simply because they're an actor. I believe Matthew McConaughey was genuine. He's from the damn city, Uvalde. He drove there right after it happened. I believe he's... he's there's no acting at all. The guy was all heart, and I, and I, and I believe what he was saying was true to himself. And I love the, the, the part about the family values and, you know, fatherless homes and, and, and people not caring about your fellow man anymore and all that stuff. And the Democrats never want to talk about that. They never want to talk about that stuff as, as the problem or solutions to that. They, they don't want to talk about that. They want to fast forward from that stuff to the gun stuff. And so let's talk about these new laws that I believe one of them today was uh, voted on and passed. And it's to raise the age from 18 to 21 to buy, I believe, semi-automatic weapons. Now, in principle, people go, sure. Why should an 18-year-old? Why can't they wait till they're 21? Just like they wait till they're 21 to drink. I don't think they should have to, by the way. I believe in consistency. I really do. So I think if you're going to raise the, if you can raise the age to buy a gun to 21, you should raise the age to go into war and use guns in war to 21. But of course, no one will talk about that, right? No side will talk about that. So if you raise the age from 18 to 21, what does that accomplish really? Other than making people like feel better. Oh yes, we've done something. We've done something. We've raised the age from 18 to 21. But is that gonna stop shootings? In other words, if a lunatic 18, 19, 20 year old wants to do this, do you think they're gonna say, oh damn, it's illegal now. What am I gonna do? No way to buy a gun in the black market. No way to get my friends only one to buy one for me. No, impossible to do that. So a criminal is, is going to buy a gun. A criminal is going to commit a crime no matter what the law is. Changing the law is not going to matter. Criminals are criminals because they don't care about the law. All they're doing is making laws for law-abiding citizens. To make, it, to make law-abiding citizens, normal, sane people, make it more tough for them to buy guns. Make it tougher for them to buy guns. That's all this is going to do. And this is the problem with Democrats, people. We've seen it over the last two plus years. When something doesn't work, they don't admit it didn't work. Like, let's look at COVID. Lockdowns, masks, 
vaccines, vaccine passports. None of it worked. Do they ever admit it didn't work and stop it? No, they're continuing to double and triple down. And that's what they're going to do with, ma- with, with guns, with gun laws. When these gun laws are passed and time passes and they see that there's still all this incredible gun crime in Chicago, in New York, in San Francisco, and every month or two a mass shooting, they're not going to say our gun laws never work. They're going to say we need more of what doesn't work, just like they did during COVID. No, no, no. We need more of what doesn't work in order for it to work. They'll never admit failure. They'll never admit they're wrong. I'll get to stay on there. I'll get to your call in one second. They're never going to admit that they're wrong. That's the problem with these laws. Because they'll just want more and more of what doesn't work, just like they did during COVID. And I said it before. I said, let the Republicans give the Democrats almost every law that's constitutional about guns they want. Say, yes, okay, okay, we give, we give in, we give in. Just to prove none of them work. But the Democrats will never admit they didn't work. They'll just say, okay, give us five more of those laws. Give us 10 more of those laws. That's the problem. These laws won't work. Protecting our children will work. Putting money into mental health reform will work. Okay? Turning crazy people into not crazy people will work as much as we can. Making people go into institutions again when they're proven to be a threat to themselves or and to others will work. These are the hard, common sense things that will work that Democrats don't want to talk about. How can you vote against putting money into fortifying schools, into protecting children when you yourself as a congressperson is getting protected with our tax dollars? I mean, it's, it's insane. Canadian, you have a lot on your mind today. So let me hold, let me, let me try to get you on here. Let me see. Hold on. We're going to go to a caller here. Okay. Canadian. You there? How you doing, Mike? Hey, thanks for calling again. But you can call every show, by the way. You don't got to do the texting thing. You can call. Good. What do you want to say? Well, I don't want to cut you off. <laughs> no, it's okay. Go ahead. You know, you're trying to do a show and stuff. I don't want to butt in in the middle of your speech. Um, yeah, I, I don't agree that the Democrats are trying to make abortion an issue. It, um, it was an issue before Roe v. Wade even happened, you know, back in the sixties and seventies, it was an issue in the thirties back when women were dying back, uh, in back alley abortions. And it's not really an issue in Canada because it's basically legal there's very few few laws around it except for like third trimester laws um i think the only people that are trying to make it an issue are the evangelical you know christian motivated well those pro-life people who have been fighting not only fighting against it since roe v wade but you know fighting in a way where it's just they it's all misinformation about what abortion is, what the laws around abortion are. Um, Cause I've gotten really involved in it and I haven't been able to have a pro-life person uh, adequately explain to me the actual existing laws around Roe v. Wade right now. They all think that you can 
have a third trimester, second trimester abortion, no problem. They think that there's uh, post-birth murders happening all the time. And it's not even close to the case. Like 95% of all abortions are in the before the first 20 weeks. And like 90% or 85% are like within the first five weeks. And the only way that this abortion debate keeps coming up is by people like Donald Trump and these super pro-life Republican uh, politicians who come out and say they're killing actual babies, which is not even close to true. Well, it depends. And it depends on you. You know, look, look, like like with all this stuff, it depends on what doctor you talk to. Because look, there is there is there's a technology now where you can see the heartbeat where 30, 40 years ago you couldn't see it at such a at such an early point. So they look, look, man, I've been pro-choice my whole life. But listen to this. I can understand where they're coming from. I really can understand where they're coming from. These people truly believe, and it's not because they want to be evil, they truly believe you're killing a human being. Some of them believe you're killing you're killing a human being at, at conception. Some believe you're killing a human being twenty weeks later. Some believe you're killing a human being thirty-two weeks later. Not, they don't all think exactly the same. I have, I have a lot of right-wing friends, and they all think differently. They're not all exactly the same. But here's no. the point. The point is here in this, in this country, it, the Constitution doesn't guarantee the right to an abortion. No, it doesn't. But, all no, I'm listen, saying – It gives these laws to the states, and that's all this would do. That's why even Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who was incredibly pro-choice, said Roe v. Wade was bad law. It's bad law. It should be up to the states. And then – What are they afraid of? What are the left afraid of? If the people in the states don't like it, they will elect people to make abortion legal in their states. But the problem is they're afraid that most of these people in some of these states, Mississippi, Alabama, don't want abortion. And if the people, the majority doesn't want it, it shouldn't be legal. They're going to elect people who are going to make it illegal or at least illegal at a certain point. That's the whole point. It should be a state's rights issue here. We have the, we don't, you don't have that in Canada. We have that. That's fine. That's fine. If you if you want to make a states' right issue, but it's not going to go away. It's like it's it's not a wedge issue that the Democrats are trying to create. I think if anything, well, it, they they it, would it, like it to go away. No, they, it they, will go away. The old, right, they make it the issue that it isn't though, and this is why it was. I mean, for all no. intents and purposes, it had gone away until the Supreme Court decided. Okay, let's whack the bees nest again. But Canadian in California, it's always going to be legal. Okay, that's why it's that's fine. I'm just Gavin, saying, Democrats didn't make this happen. Republicans made it happen. No, de- yes, de- Democrats are the ones who wanted Roe v. Wade. The left are the ones. It's who been wanted- it, Roe v. Wade's been around for forty years. It was fine the way it was, and Republicans no, 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 are the ones no. that are trying to change the tide. If anybody no, all you're is trying to make a wedge issue, then it's the Republicans. Serious. All you're saying is the Republicans are saying, "Let's follow the U.S. Constitution." I, I can't say there's anything wrong with that. Once again. This is coming from a guy who is very consistent. I don't believe in big government interference in our lives. I don't think the government should Whoa. tell you you have to have a child. I don't think the government should tell you you have to have a vaccine. Okay? I don't believe the government should tell you you have to have a medical procedure of any kind. Well, last night you were saying that the government should tell restaurants that they can't have no, no, vaccine no, 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 passports. No, no, stop, stop, stop. You're being disingenuous here. A <laughs> governor a governor has the right. Gavin Newsom would agree with me. He has the right to interfere if he believes it's, an, it's a health issue. He has the right to interfere if he believes it's hurting his economy of his state. He has the right to interfere fear if you believe something is legal or something illegal is being done, just like Don DeSantis has the right to interfere when he thinks a business is doing something unconstitutional or illegal in his state. 
He has the right. But the first guy that you mentioned isn't against big government doing that. The second guy you mentioned is against big government. So one guy is consistent. The first guy is consistent. The second guy is inconsistent. Well, who's who's consistent? Who's not consistent? The guy in California, the yeah. Democrat leading right. guy. He yeah. believes all around, all around that you know there's times for big that government authoritarian be able to do what he wants. And no, then, but yet there's times that government need, needs to step in in order to control either social or economic events. While uh, Ron DeSantis would say big government is a bad thing, and meanwhile do things with big government. So no, I think Ron DeSantis has the same idea that the governor has certain powers, but there are laws around the power they have. There are laws. And laws should be kept. There are laws around the power of how much you can control somebody, how long you control somebody. There should be a law under how long you can keep people under a state of emergency. How long you can keep 40 million people? Under, can you keep 40 million people under a state of emergency for 25 years because you're one person and you say it's an emergency? No, no, there should be no doing that. That's what Newsom years. is doing. We're still under a state of emergency. Years. We're the only state. We're the only state, buddy, who's still under a state of emergency. You got a guy there, Justin Trudeau. You're, you're talking like you like this guy. This guy is such a petty dictator, Trudeau. Look, I think no. Newsom is I think Newsom is a great guy compared sure. to Justin Trudeau. Trudeau is the worst of the worst. No, he's I, not. Trudeau is like he's not a great guy. He has he has this great he has that way of talking where he seems so yeah, I know, passive, that me too. I'm so passive aggressive. That I'm doesn't so, make him a bad guy though. I'm so passive aggressive. I'm like John Malkovich when he plays an evil guy. Come on, give me a break. This guy is a typical movie villain, Justin Trudeau. I mean, there's such a, a Well, that's just a uh there's such a sickness to his passive aggressiveness and his love of authoritarianism and control. Well, you just don't like the way he, he talks. I don't like the way he governs. Hey, North, I got to go. I gotta, right. well, by the way, before I go, where in Canada are you? Uh, I'm on the West Coast. Oh, you're in the nice, nice uh, weather area. You're not in yeah. the real Canada. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for calling. Later, man. All right, man. If I learn how to use this thing, okay, we have another caller, I think, here. Let's see here. I'll get this right at some point. Uh-oh, who's this? Let's see. Who's, who's this? Let's see. Uh, hello, Daniel. Oh, I have to unmute you, I think. I'll figure this out eventually. All right. Hello, Daniel, there. Yep. Oh, wait a minute. Let me see. I'm trying to do this the right way. I know I had a caller here. I believe if this is working, well, maybe not. Daniel, try calling again. Uh, you were in the queue there, but are you there, Daniel? Are you there? Can you can you talk? Nope. Okay. I'm trying to figure this out. Uh, let's see how this works. No, nope, I'm having trouble. For some reason, I cannot turn on your microphone, and I don't know why. But if you want to try back again, if you want to, try, let's see, hold on, maybe this will work this time. All right. Daniel, are you there? Yeah, we'll figure the system out eventually. But for some reason, I think you have to unmute, uh, unmute your mic, Daniel. That's the problem. You've, you've muted your mic. I, okay. You can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. Technology is an amazing thing, isn't it? Yeah, um, there's an, an accept button, which I kept on hitting, and uh, and then apparently there was more to do after hitting the accept button. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, yeah, hearing North um, call in, I have to basically say, are you kidding me? 
um, abortion has been the number one social issue, the defining social wedge issue for the Democratic Party ever since I was a child and I'm 64 years old. Um, this that is um, well, he's from Canada. Maybe he just simply doesn't understand American politics. Um, and what you said is is totally correct. If uh, abortion You dropped off there. Are you there? Daniel? Oh, I cannot hear you anymore. Something happened. Daniel will learn how to use technology. Can you hear me now? Now I got you. Now I got you again. You're back. Okay. 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 For some reason, when my when my, my, my screen on my phone goes, um, when, when the screen times out, um, the the uh, microphone is going off as well. So I'll just have to keep tapping my phone. To stay, uh, but, but keep talking. Don't stop talking. So... So yeah, so so the um, this has been abortion has been the de- defining wage issue for for Democrats since I was a, a child. Like I said, I'm 64 years old. So for um, your your previous caller, um, he's simply totally totally um, not in touch with American politics. And and if abortion was to go away as a wedge issue the Democrats would suffer dramatically. I've been a Democrat just like you my entire life. Um, and just like you, until two days ago, had never voted for, except for maybe once or twice over the last 40 years, maybe a Republican judge in a local election, had never voted for a statewide or national um, Republican candidate. And uh, I voted a complete Republican ticket two days ago and, and voted on Prop H to get rid of Chesterbodian in San Francisco. Um the abortion issue is 100% a wedge issue that benefits the Democratic Party. Every Democrat knows this. Um, it is just um, political delusion to think otherwise. Well, and there's that, Daniel, but I agree with you totally. And I, look, I like North. I love, I love Canadians. I, you know, I don't know how they... I don't know how they submitted to Trudeau for so long and commit and continue to submit to Trudeau. That bothers me a little bit. I thought they were hardier people. But in general... I don't think they get the dynamics of, of, of this country and the dynamics of the two parties and these wedge issues that both parties have used. You know, well, that wouldn't be surprising. We don't get most, I don't get the dynamics of the Canadian political system and uh, politics. Um, I don't I don't even know what what the uh, how many sides there are in Canada when it comes to partisan issues and when it comes to parties. I mean, so, yes, yeah, I'd have to forgive anybody that's um, not an American for not understanding this. But what, I was mention, but what I was going to mention to Canadians, we just had a vote. They just had a vote where the Democrats wanted to make abortion illegal all the way through. So he's saying, yeah. oh, no, it's, it's, it's false. They don't believe in that. No, but whether it happens or not doesn't matter. They want it to be legal. In other words, if, if, that, if, if, if one person wants to do it at eight months, they can do it. That's the problem. That's the, what I'm talking about is extremes. We're talking about extremes here, you know. And and the fact of the matter is there are many leftists out there who believe it should be legal up until the last friggin' second. And they've said that. They believe that. They believe it's not a human being until it pops out. Not not all of them. Like I said, there are people on the right who think differently, depending on the trimesters. But there are some people on the left. It's not a, a fake thing that believe. And there are a lot of people in Congress. It's not a fake thing. They just voted on it where any doctor could if they want. Any doctor could if they want. Okay, an abortion at any point, and I think that's that's it. it's ridiculous. 
Yeah, yeah. My my body, my choice was the uh, war cry for for the um, the left, which I consider consider myself still as being part of. I still consider myself to be a liberal, but I'm no longer a Democrat. The Democrats have become an illiberal mob. Um, they no longer um, the core issues of, of liberty and fighting for the uh, underprivileged they were tossed out the uh, out the window um, and on a uh, crowded freeway. Um, for the sake of defeating Trump and for promoting uh, COVID for the sake of defeating Trump. Uh, they did so much damage to our country, so much damage to our country, so much damage to our state, so much damage to our cities, just to try to defeat Trump. Uh, this is, this, this, our whole political system is so, we, we, I mean, it's, it's, it's so, so oversaid that, that we are polarized um, and, and, and I think we, we all know the reason our, our media is polarized and, and, and that, um, that polarization comes largely, I think, from the fact that, um, and our Canadian friend might not know this, um, comes from the fact that the fairness doctrine was removed somewhere around in the eighties or so. And the fairness doctrine used to say that you have to, uh, that any, um, station, radio station, television station regulated by the federal uh, communications, uh, um, committee or whatever they, the last C stands for, um, that, the, the, those stations have to give, um, equal time to, for others to express opinions different from that, that may be expressed on, on opinion pieces and, in, in, in news segments, et cetera. And that, and that created a sort of, um, uh, a balance where, where, where people weren't siloed into their, um, political tribes, um, all, all the way up to, to the eighties did a good job of that. And, and, and that's gone. That's and, gone. Uh, yeah. It was actually, yeah, it was, it was actually something that made, uh, the media much more fair. They had some kind of accountability and that was all taken away. I want to get to one final issue. Stay on the line, though, because I want to get your... We talk, you know, you and I talk about this. You know, we're both Democrats. We, you know, it's crazy. We just voted for the straight Republican tickets, like for the first time in our lives. But how how do you stick around with a people and a party who think it's okay to parade children down a runway at a drag show? Now, this happened in Dallas, by the way. This wasn't New York or San Francisco. But this was Dallas, Texas, a couple of days ago. They had these kids in a, in a bar, in a nightclub, children in a bar, in a nightclub setting where they were parading. They were parading people down, the kids down the runway. And there was actually, I believe, a sign, which they didn't show on television. But I believe it was like a sign near the runway where it said something like, if you can't fuck it, it's no good. So I had the word fuck there. And these kids are walking up and down the runway doing poses. Now, and then you have the... Then you have people on the right screaming about indoctrination, and the people on the left say, "Oh no, that's that's not true. You're being you're being prejudiced." Well, how could that not be indoctrination? How how in the world do we allow this to happen now, where we have children yeah. in a nightclub setting with drinks and tits hanging out, and the word "fuck" on the on the on the wall, and running up and down the runway? I mean, this is how crazy the left has gone. Yeah, I think I think it has gotten so. I mean, Trump sort of. I mean, Trump's good at polarizing people. I think this was his his um, the way he operated in business. He he got people. He controlled people by getting them to hate him. And if you hate somebody, people are so inclined to just do the opposite of what that person wants you to do. So, I mean, that was how Trump Trump operated. 
get people to hate them. And if he if they hated him, he controlled them. He controlled them by saying, go up and they'll go down. Go right, they'll go left. Go in, they'll go out. Um, so these people right now, they just seem to, the, 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 the what's left of the Democratic Party, the illiberals, they just seem to want to poke conservatives in the eye. And they don't, they have seemed to have lost touch with what their, what the Democrat and liberal ideology used to be. And it's all about poking the other side in the eye right now. And they don't care who gets hurt in the process. They didn't care who got hurt in COVID. They, because Trump downplayed COVID, um, they upplayed COVID. And it hurt so many people, so many people. World Bank just estimated that what, 500,000 children worldwide have died, not because of COVID, but because of COVID policies. 500,000 children. These are children that the lives lost, the life years lost because of, from, from just that group, dwarfs, dwarfs. But- and you the have lives any- lost of, 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 of the elderly, which are almost entirely those who died of COVID. And that's who they sacrificed to get Trump. And, and, and now they're not ending with the COVID. I do want to end on this because we have to go. But uh, the, the COVID issue and the monkeypox issue, the, w- the, the CDC and WHO will not stop. They won't stop. The CDC raised the level of monkeypox to two. And the, C- the WHO said now we have to be very concerned because there were a thousand cases out of eight billion people. Out of 8 billion people in the world, there are 1,000 cases, okay? Now, and, and you have like Jonathan Reimer, who's a doctor. You know, I think you, do you know Jonathan Reimer? He's the doctor who he works for Biden. He's one of the Biden doctors. Yes. And he said, now he's putting out these, these maps of the COVID, COVID cases, you know, those red maps. The whole country's yeah. red again. The whole country's red again. And so you have people ratioing him to the, to the nth degree saying things like, oh, what was that? What did that map look like when we had masks on? <laughs> what did that map look like when we had masks on for three years? It's the same map. Yeah. And not only yeah, that, it, it, why, wait, wait a minute. Why is the map so red? Why is it as red as it was, if not redder, after the vaccines? Post- yeah, it, so all the masks and all the vaccines have done shit. Yeah, yeah well, well, as we have, in discussion we've had before, um, and this is discussion we've had for, 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 for quite a while, the almost the entire population of the United States, when we were having these sort of discussions, Almost a year ago, almost the entire population had already had the infection, but probably in the neighborhood of 75 percent about a year ago. CDC admitted two months ago that 94.7 percent of the population had already had an infection. By now, yeah, it's probably 99.9 percent. Why are we talking about this at all? Everybody already has natural immunity, which is superior to any of these lousy, shitty these are the world's shittiest vaccines ever created. They have a, 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 a use, a shelf life of three months. They do nothing to prevent yeah. transmission, nothing to prevent yeah. infection. Yeah. Shittiest vaccine ever. Absolutely not. And, and this is the proof is that people who get these vaccines, they, they get the facts. They get four or five vaccines and they get COVID six times. And every time they get COVID, they thank the vaccine. Oh, yeah. I've never been vaccinated, only only worn a mask when forced to, to go for my annual physical exam. I know. Um, I know. And uh, don't don't social distance from anybody. Um, I, I I've I've been totally healthy and I haven't even had a sniffle the last two years. And actually, I'm worried about that because one's immune system should be periodically reminded 
of pathogens out there to stay healthy. Otherwise, when you do get sick, you get much more sick. Right. Exactly. And, um, for, for, for the callers that don't know it, I'm an MD. And, and uh, so, so, you know, this isn't coming from Joe Blow out there. I mean, this is this is immunology 101. Right. Exactly. Well, Daniel, thanks for calling. I think we went over time here tonight because we had a couple of yeah. callers. All right. Thanks. We'll talk to you. All right. Have a good one. Well, we had a fun show. We had a fun show. If you were trying to, you know, you couldn't get in, we'll, we'll get you in tomorrow. Tomorrow's a big show. At the end of the show, I'll have a, a review of Jurassic Park, the new Jurassic Park movie. You're not going to want to miss that one. Okay, well, you've been listening to and Let's Be Heard. Uh, I'm Micah Chopley. And remember, always remember, vote Democrats out of office. Vote them out now. Uh, see you tomorrow. <laughs>